Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 93 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, let you know what's going on, give you the recap, the review, talk about the storylines and the wrestling matches. At the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I witnessed with my eyeballs during the week. And if there's a big major pay-per-view, such as Full Gear this weekend, there will be a separate episode for that. If it's big enough, if I deem it to be not big enough for an episode, I will toss it in at the ending of this recap. But as of me recording this right now, I haven't seen it yet. So let's dive into the recap. We are starting off with Monday Night Raw. Where in the heck were they? They were in Washington, the nation's capital. We got Cody Rhodes. He comes out to warm up the Washington crowd. He's hyping up the undisputed tag team match they will be having later on in the show with his partner, Jimmy Uso, who also shows up. We got Seth and Sami Zayn. Everyone is freaking out here, but there is some tension between Rollins and Cody Rhodes. We got some, We got a little bit of bad blood between these guys, a little bit of history, if you will. Then out comes the Judgment Day. They make their arrival, talking trash, claiming they are going to wreck them in war games. Cody Rhodes fires back, claims Ripley is the leader of the Judgment Day, and we all know it. Damien speaks up, claims that, uh-uh, I'm the leader. Oh, snap, that's crazy. Seth and Sami Zayn challenge Dom and JD McDonough to a tag team match. And Damian Priest is the one that accepts for them. So, ooh, Damian Priest ruffling some feathers right here within the Judgment Day. We got a solid opener right here. Uh, hyping up war games. Good work from Damian Priest. I, th- I thought he was good right here. Pretty good trash talking all around. Nice job adding heat for the war games. We got Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn going up against Dom Mysterio and JD McDonough. Tag team match. We got JD attempts to leave, or sorry, Judgment Day, Dom and JD McDonough. They attempt to just leave this match. Seth Th- Th- and Thammy. Seth and Sammy say, Nana! They chase them down. Seth Rollins about to stomp Dom's head in, but JD and Rhea Ripley, or Judgment Day and and Rhea Ripley run down. JD McDonough is really messing up my JD acronym for Judgment Day. God damn it. Anyway, uh, Rhea Ripley, they run down uh, throughout the crowd. They attack Rollins and Sami Zayn, and the match is over. It's disqualified. Hell breaks loose. A massive brawl is underway. Security is absolutely useless. Outcomes... Adam Pierce, he flips out, bans Judgment Day from the building. Finn and Damian Priest are going to have to defend the Undisputed Tag Team Championships without backup. Oh, we'll see about that. Well done preview here again for War Games, adding more of that hatred between the two teams. And I must shout out Adam Pierce. He has been good lately. I really like, uh, he was he was fired up. I, uh, good stuff, good stuff. And then right after the commercial break, we got Adam Pearce and Rhea Ripley. They're still going at each other, screaming in the ring over who has control of Monday Night Raw. Zoe Stock comes out, getting into Rhea Ripley's head, saying Ripley has way too much on her plate right now. She ain't focused, and she's going to lose her title at the summer, at the Survivor Series. I was going to say the Summerfest. That's an inside joke. So Survivor Series. 
Rhea attacks, but Zoe is prepared. Gets the better of Ripley right here, and... That's quite interesting. Gotta give Rhea Ripley the just an outstanding moment right here. She is just so fired up. Love it. And a really good segment overall. Adam Pierce and Zoe right there. Good shit. Thumbs up. We got Cody Rhodes. Tries to break the tension between he and Seth Rollins backstage. And it actually works. Rollins tells Cody Rhodes, I got your back, dog. So everything appears to be okay right now. Now, after Survivor Series, all bets are off. But at least for now, there's an alliance. We move on to Otis with the Alpha Academy going up against Shinsuke Nakamura. Otis mocking Shinsuke's corner kicks. That was pretty awesome. And then he nails a caterpillar to boot. Otis with the world's strongest slam almost puts Nakawara away right there, but Shin hits a King Shasa off of the top rope. But that doesn't even phase Otis. It takes two more King Shasas to put down to Big Otis for the victory. Otis, I mean, she's looking like an absolute beast right there. I don't know how many people have ever just not sold a King Shasa, especially one off the top rope. You kidding me? Some pretty good stuff right there from Otis. I thought Shinsuke was working well uh, with Otis. Some nice selling in there. Pretty good, entertaining match. Seven at ten. Otis is gaining momentum again, man. He's starting to get more ring time, a little bit uh, getting more vocal. So I, I really don't understand why they, you know, reared back on Otis. He's a money in the bank winner. That didn't go anywhere. And like he had this big romance with Mandy Rose. That didn't really go anywhere. So maybe this time Otis gets pushed a little bit further. We'll see if he can get any further. Moving on, Seth Rollins is met backstage by Drew McIntyre, who offers Seth his hand in respect. Seth accepts this respect all right a lot of weird things going on here piper nevin speaking of weird with chelsea green going up against tegan knox with natalia we got a nice shoulder breaker from piper just love a good shoulder breaker like it was useless in the video games but my goodness does it ever look good on television natalia and chelsea fighting with each other on the outside tegan nails the shiniest wizard but piper has her foot on the ropes tegan rolls up piper for a big W. Solid quick match right here. Not much going on. Knox gaining momentum, which is pretty good. Nice chemistry with Piper. And Natty and Knox getting a tag team title shot now that they beat one half. I mean, they got to do something with Natalia, I guess. She's just been roaming with people and, like, not sticking with anything. She has more consistency, I guess, with Tegan Knox. I prefer them not to be together, but we'll see where it goes. We got The Miz. He is imitating Gunther backstage. I love a good I love a good imitation, and it's pretty good. Bronson Reed and Ivar arrive. They get in each other's face, and a slap is exchanged. Oh, yeah. Moving on, we got Champa with Johnny Gargano going up against Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Vinci trips up Champa. The referee doesn't see it. Uh... He didn't see it, but he still throws Gio out anyway. Poor Giovanni, man. Can't, just can't catch a break. Kaiser is absolutely livid. It doesn't matter, though. Gio shows up min- minutes later. I mean, to fuck the referee. Kicks Johnny right in the head. Ciampa gets distracted. Rolled up by Ludwig. Grabs the tights and steals the W. Uh, it's, a, it's a lame finish. I don't like that crap. Uh, referee kicks you out and you just come right back. I mean, what's the point? Uh, but it was a strike-heavy match. It was okay. A little bit underwhelming, but it was fine. 
We got Judgment Day pleading their case to Damian Priest about allowing JD McDonough to join officially with the Judgment Day. Since, I mean, he has saved Damian Priest, uh, what, two times now? At least once. Damian Priest says, fine. Nice. JD McDonough is in the Judgment Day. That's good news for him. Like, I love JD McDonough. Incredibly talented. And I love the fact that he's getting... Put into an opportunity to succeed. We'll see how far it goes for him. But hoping for a bright future for Mr. J.D. McDonough in the Judgment Day. We got Zaya Lee going up against Indy Hartwell with Candice LeRae up next. Zaya Lee nailing a spinning back kick. Again, the referee needs to stop the match because Indy Hartwell is knocked loopy. So... Man, that, that kick, that Zaya Lee kick is getting a nice push right now. Being sold as one of the one of the most devastating finishers in the business right now. Like, that thing is just knocking people loopy. The match was pretty much just a squash match. I don't think there's really much outside of the kick going on. Becky Lynch arrives looking for revenge on Zaya Lee. Tries a manhandle slam, but Zaya Lee escapes. Becky Lynch announces next week... They're going to get it on, King. They're going to have themselves a wrestling match. Oh, fuck yeah. That should be pretty darn good. Moving on, we got Gunther and The Miz. They have a face-to-face backstage. Retro. Gunther wishing Miz good luck. Huh. Uh, that's very sweet of Gunther. I was expecting him to, like, peel his skin off or something. I don't know. Gunther, you okay? Moving on. Baszler and Rodriguez hyping up Zoe for her title match. A little bit random. These two were enemies like a week ago. Uh, anyway, hyping her up for the Ripley match. Nia Jax yucking the yum. Here she comes. Rodriguez doesn't like that. Gets in Nia's face about it. And that's about it. They're just getting each other's face. No, no, no physical contact. So moving on. Ivar with Valhalla going up against The Miz. Ivar hits a nice spinning power slam thing like that. Uh, You should show Rodriguez how to do one of those. Bronson Reed makes his way to the ring uh, to watch. He doesn't get involved. Grabs a chair. Looks like he's going to bash someone's head in. But he just sits down. How nice. Ivar with an avalanche slam. But the Miz kicks out of that. Bronson talking trash to Ivar. Miz power bombs Ivar off of the ropes. We got the roll up. The feet are on the ropes. And a classic Miz victory. Stealing that shit from Ivar. As expected, reliable Miz. Good stuff out there. Resilient performance, I must say. You know, taking advantage of, of those of those opportunities the Miz always gets. And Ivar looks strong, man. Adding fuel to this Bronson Reed fire that I am quite excited for. Could be some of the best uh, big Hoss matches we're going to see. Good match right here as well. Seven at then. We got Gunther backstage giving praise uh, to Kaiser, he thinks. Kaiser's like, oh, thank you. And he's like, no, it's for Giovanni. And Gio's like, oh, my God. And he's so happy about it. That's incredible. Fucking, that was a great moment. Uh, It was funny. And it was wholesome. Thumbs up. And then out of nowhere, Jinder Mahal and Indusher pop up, and they're looking for Adam Pearce. So, okay, those dudes disappeared for a while, and now they're maybe back. We'll see. We may never see them again, so I don't know. Main event time. Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Damian Priest, Finn Balor defending without the Judgment Day versus Cody Rhodes and Jimmy Uso. Judgment Day isolate Jimmy for a long time. Cody comes in, but again, Judgment Day team up, able to isolate Cody. 
And then Uso and Cody finally get something going. We got a Cody Cutter combo with a spear. And here comes Drew McIntyre. He pops up, nails Jimmy with a Claymore, Finn with the pin, and Judgment Day retain the tag titles. Oh, interesting. Uh, Honestly, really, really slow, kind of a boring standard tag team match right here. Uh, Rather disappointing. Drew getting involved is interesting, but... I mean, like, that's probably the best part of the match. I guess the whole thing is like, oh, Drew McIntyre appears to be joining up with the Judgment Day, but the main event match itself, meh. So, anyway, Ripley appears on the stage and shakes hands with Drew McIntyre. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. So, apparently, that's official, bro. That's official. It's uh, That's Drew McIntyre joining the Judgment Day. I think Rhea Ripley and, and Drew should be best friends and maybe lovers. And that's the end of Raw. Solid show this week. I enjoyed the, most of the segments. Adam Pierce, man, you know, I, I've never really been a big fan of him, but lately, he's growing on me. He's, like, really uh, taking the fucking raw ball, and, and he's rolling with it right now as the GM. So, pretty good from him, and I love this Rhea Ripley as the puppet master of WWE. So freaking cool. I mean, ask me if <laughs> Rhea Ripley's running the show in the WWE, like, two years ago. I'd be like, oh, fuck, I don't know about that one, but, yeah, throwing a couple of Decent matches, 6 out of 10 for Monday Night Raw. It was alright. We'll move on to NXT 2.0. We got, we're starting off this show with the Tag Team Championships on the line. Mr. Chase and Duke Hudson with Chase U defending against Tony D and Sticks of the Family. Oh, Tony tosses Stacks over the ropes, taking out Chase and Duke at the same time. And then the Chase U section, uh, in the crowd, they're they're not cheering. They're not acting like the normal Chase U section. This is, this is, and some of them are straight up leaving. So this is upsetting. Mr. Chase is shaken but not stirred. He goes wild on the family. Chase goes for the crowd, uh, chanting stomps, but... All of Chase U has left the building. They're they're out of here. So there's no one to cheer with along with Chase. And this is upsetting again. Family capitalized. Hit bada bing. Bada boom. Pins and new two-time now. NXT Tag Team Champions. It's Tony D and Stax. Oh. Uh, woof. I mean, uh, Chase U revolting against Mr. Chase was cool. It was a very interesting story throughout this one you know they're slowly uh, moving out uh, there i will shout out there's like these three ladies that were not a part of it they're just normal fans wearing chase u shirts they were cheering their little hearts out that was fantastic thumbs up for y'all but um uh, Stax and tony i thought they had a good focused performance it was a really good match i'm just i'm disappointed that it's already over here for chase u i don't like the I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. Like, putting the titles on them, maybe just for the sake of doing it, to add maybe more fuel to this whole implosion of Chase U. But I don't like tag team championships flip-flopping, like, what was that, a week? Two weeks? Chase U had it. So, yeah, disappointing that it's already over. I was, you know, honestly disappointed that the family lost the title so fast. So, maybe now the family's going to have a better run. A little bit confused at this time of why they're flipping the titles around so freaking much. But we'll see where that goes. We move on. It is the Metaphor hosting the Super Supernova Sessions with special guest Alpha Academy. 
Otis hitting on last Lash Legend riles up the crowd and Metaphor. They're all upset now. Noam, feeling generous, offers up a shot at the Heritage Cup next week, expecting Tozawa to take the opportunity, but instead... It's Chad Gable. Oh, you done messed up now, Noam Dar. Pretty entertaining segment right here. I I enjoy the Supernova sessions. I think it's probably the best. There's a lot of talk shows in the WWE. They do not shy away from them. I like Ms. TV. I like this. The Noam Dar session thing's pretty good. Grayson Waller effect sucks. Uh, the hard-hitting truths hasn't... I don't even understand that one. Moving on, it was a pretty good segment here. Moving on, Iron Survivor qualifying match. Roxanne Perez versus Lash. Legend with the metaphor. We got Jakara Jackson distracting Perez. Who handles it? And then Kiana shows up cheap-shotting Perez. That's too many people. Lash hits a powerbomb, stealing the W and qualifying for the Iron Survivor match. Oh, shit. Lash looking, uh, Lash Legend looking like a giant next to Perez. She's very, I don't know if Perez is short or Lash Legend is a giant, but uh, it was very, very noticeable on camera. An absolute giant. Uh, The match was decent. Uh, I mean, I might be pushing it. They were decent. Not bad, but Moving on, we got a bunch of the men's tag team backstage. They're all brawling with each other. So uh, continuing on with that, I would have liked to see a match this week, but we didn't get that. Maybe next week. We got Zaya Lee and the women's champion, Lyra Valkyria. They drink ceremonial tea before their battle. Um, interesting segment right here. Admittedly, kind of relaxing. It was it was different. So, <laughs> very, very different. Yeah, moving on. Carmelo and Trick Williams interviewed. Carmelo tells Trick he's got his back. And things seem good again between these two friends. So... I don't know. They, okay, we'll see. I, I guess we're good. We move on to Ariana Grace and Kiana James annoying the women's locker room. Gigi has seen enough, and she snaps Ariana with an electric band. That's fucked up, bro. That shit hurts. Never do that. Moving on, it's Braun Breaker's interview. It gets interrupted by Dijak looking for a fight with Braun Breaker. And if he keeps looking... Dijak's gonna find it. That's that's essentially what Braun Breaker said. Moving on, a decent segment. Iron Survivor qualifying match. We got Joe Coffey with Gallus going up against Trick Williams with Carmelo Hayes. Trick feeling it. He nails a bookend. Booker T going fucking nuts on commentary for that. Near fall, though. Carmelo dealing with Wolfgang. Uh, the ropes kind of get pulled down by accident. Trick takes a tumble. Uh, it's just kind of a shitty accident. It's supposed to happen. It wasn't a mistake. Uh, coffee with a Glasgow torpedo and a German suplex. Trick kicks out of that. Nails Joe with a pumping or a jumping, a pumping, jumping knee. Grabs another W and Trick Williams, everybody, qualifies for the Iron Survivor match. And this match was solid. Uh, Trick uh, saved by some great camera work, I gotta say, covering up some of his uh, not-so-great-looking strikes throughout this one. Uh, Carmelo can't do anything right, the poor guy. He's, he was trying to prevent it, and of course it screws up Trick. And uh, good good job in this match as well from Coffee. Gotta shout him out. And the match was okay. Moving on, it's Baron Corbin. He is met by the new guy, Lexus King. Corbin is impressed so far with King's work, all right. And Lexus wishes Corbin good luck and leaves. 
What the hell? What? Why is everyone? I don't, I want some fighting. Beat the shit out of each other. But is there an alliance forming right here between King and Baron Corbin? I mean, maybe. I mean, Baron's kind of the lone wolf thing, but he's acting awfully nice to him, so it's a possibility. It's the brawling brutes up next, going up against out the mud Nima and Price with scripts. Uh, Butch with the moonsault takes out Scripps and Nima. We got Powerbomb by Ridge and a cool elevated DDT combo. And the Brutes pick up the W. Uh, good showing here from ODM. You know, they're both really big guys. They're aggressive and fast. They're showing off some nice tag team offense. Uh, but, you know, with a new team, you, you would want these guys to get a win. On top of, you don't have Sheamus out there. You got Scripps, who's... A heel manager, maybe they win a match by shenanigans. They love it so much. But yeah, I think OTM needed the win here more than the Brutes did. But nothing wrong with the Brutes. I mean, Butch was fantastic. An absolute workhorse in this match. And then there was Butch. 7 out of 10. Good match. We got Joe Casey. He has a new, a new nose ring. And will need a new phone because he tosses it off of the top of the NXT building. This guy is unhinged. So, very interesting. Moving on, it's Gigi Dolan going up against Ariana Grace. Uh, referee catches Ariana using the ropes during a pin. They argue about it. Gigi nails an SOS-looking move. Pins and wins. Ariana, really sound in the ring. Man, I'm, I'm liking her. She's got the, the, not a drag queen. Fuck, I had the word the other day. Prom queen kind of thing going on. I like it. It's cool. And Gigi, a nice needed W right here, that's for sure. Solid short match. Mr. Chase is bombarded by the media. He gets saved by JC Jane in a getaway car. They're out of here. So what the hell is going on here? Those two don't tend to like each other from what I can remember. So weird shit going on with Chase U. It's main event time. Wesley going up against Baron Corbin. Corbin rocks West with a wicked clothesline. Goodness gracious. West dives to the outside, and then Dom appears, takes the hit for Corbin. What the hell? West, distracted, almost gets counted out, rushes into the ring, only to be greeted by an end of days by Corbin, and Baron grabs the W. Uh, West looking good, but like not quite himself. He might not be 100%, or that's just the way they wanted the match to be. Uh, Corbin looked pretty good. Uh, lots of devastating moves. Sold nicely by Wesley. So, yeah, it looks good. Good match. 7 at 10. We got Baron looking for more damage. NXT champion Druganov runs down for the save. Corbin nails the champion with an end of days and walks off. Oh, snap. Baron on fire. Druganov says, no way. He's pissed off now. Challenges Corbin to a match. And I would expect him to accept that match. That's the end of the show. I mean, more... Uh, solid wrestling throughout the entertaining segments, uh, looking for Wesley to gain some more momentum and OTM, man. Like I don't like when WWE brings in these new tag teams and a team that looks like these guys, like I said, they're big aggressive dudes. They shouldn't be losing. Even if it's against the, the, the brawling brutes, you got scripts. So do something with, with fucking ODM. You need some new tag teams. Start making some fucking tag teams. God damn it. Decent show though. Seven out of 10. We will be weird now. We're going to go to AEW Dynamite. But before we do that, let's do a little bit of predictions quickly for full gear. uh, Up-to-date card as of me recording this. So we'll run through these matches. There's going to be a million of them. AEW World Championship match. MJF versus Jay White. Going to go... 
That's a really hard one. MJF, AEW World Tag Team Championship match, Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus LFI versus FTR versus Malachi Black and Brody King. Jesus, that's going to be a tough one. I'm going to go with Malachi Black and Brody King. AEW Women's Championship match, Karu Shida versus Tony Storm. Going to go Shida, no offense, Tony. AEW TBS Championship match, Statlander versus Hart versus Sky Blue. Going to go Statlander. AEW International Championship match, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. That's going to be, that could steal the show. Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. I'll go Orange. Deathmatch between Swerve Strickland and Hangman. Going to go Hangman. Uh, he's been on fire. He needs the win. Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match. MGF and somebody to be announced. Probably Samoa Joe versus the Guns. Going to go with MJA, MJF and probably Samoa Joe. Sting Darby, Allen, and Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Going Sting Darby and Edge. Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks. Ooh, that's a tough one. Hmm. Gonna go with the Young Bucks. Yeah, that's that's all the matches that they have right there. So, interested to hear what you guys think of those predictions. We'll see how wrong I am with those. We'll slide into Dynamite now. They're in Ontario, but not Canada, Ontario. They're in stupid California, Ontario. Boo. We're starting off with Hook and Orange Cassidy going up against John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. Both teams brawl with each other in the crowd before the match even begins. Match begins, Moxley taunting Cassidy using his own lazy kicks against him. Love it. Hook about to put away Yuta, but Moxley walks in and just nails a casual stunner. How you doing? Orange Punch has zero effect on Moxley. Uh-oh. Yuta catches Hook in a seatbelt pinfall, grabbing the W for the BCC. This is a good hard-hitting brawl right here. Goddamn. Tag and, and a tag team match to boot to open this show. Moxley, absolutely badass in this one, as always. And pretty neat to see him working with Hook, uh, facing off with each other. Uh, Hook, you know, is working his way up to be a badass like Moxley, but he's still very young, and, you know, it's going to take some time, but it was cool. And Yuta and Orange, I would say those are the two workhorses of this match. Great performance. Good match. Seven and a half at then. And then right after that, Moxley cuts a cold-blooded promo on Orange Cassidy, saying he's going to grind his bones at full gear. Damn, dude, relax. But I love it. Don't ever relax. Tony Schiavone announces if Hangman or Swerve Strickland touch each other before full gear, they are both going to be suspended for the remainder of 2023. Oh, snap. Swerve and Hangman come out to the ring, and Hangman cuts a personal promo on Swerve just going right at the jugular, bringing up his divorce and the, the fact that he never gets to see his kids. It's like, oh, fuck, dude. Uh, and then Hangman's not done. He starts trash-talking uh, Prince Nana and then beats the shit out of Prince Nana. Swerve is not allowed to do anything. He can't touch Hangman, so he can't get involved. Security has to come out and save Nana. I mean, fuck, dude. That was awesome, Hangman. That might have been one of the best things I've seen out of Hangman in a long time. Awesome promo, awesome segment. Thumbs up. And Swerve, man, bro, he looked like a fucking weenie right here. He said nothing and did nothing. Bitch. Moving on, it's Roddy and the Kingdom. They call Adam Cole, trying to convince him that MJF is the masked devil. Adam ain't buying it, hangs up on him. That's right. 
Number one contenders match for the TBS championship. It's Red Velvet versus Sky Blue. Uh, in a way, kind of spoiled this. But anyway, nice apron DDT by Sky Blue. An impressive amount of roll-up counters. We're talking like 12 here. It's ridiculous. Velvet misses a kick pretty awkwardly. Doesn't look good. Uh, Blue nails a Sky Fall. We got a near fall. Velvet hits a top rope. Kazadori, that's what they called it. Blue kicks out of that, but that was a sweet move. Thumbs up, especially going off the top rope. Sky hits a, again, not great looking code blue. Picks up the W, and she will be added to the triple threat with Julia Hart going up against Statlander for the TBS Championship. Enjoyable match. Uh, Really good effort in the ring. There was definitely some sloppy spots, but I thought they were able to push through that. Nice counters, nice near fall, good pace. 7 out of 10. I liked it. We got Maria May. She meets Timeless Tony. May quickly annoys Miss Storm and me and gets kicked out of her room. Fuck yeah. We got Samoa Joe going up against John Cruz. And Joe absolutely obliterates Cruz in a very entertaining squash match. Now, that's a fucking squash match, man. That was fun as fuck. Joe cuts a promo, extends his hand yet again to MJF, says, I'm inevitable, MJF. Just fucking, just take it. Really good stuff right here out of Samoa Joe. I I loved this squash match and promo. Thumbs up. We got Penta and Commander with Alex going up against the Young Bucks. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Damn, okay. Commander, springboard Huracaranda, sends Nick off of the top. Commander and Penta going airborne on the Bucks at the same time. Penta hits Nick with a nasty near factor onto the apron. Oh my goodness. Matt distracting the referee. Nick goes dick kick city on Penta, just kicking all the dicks. Commander, you two, you get a dick kick. BTE trigger on Commando on Commander, and the Bucks pick up a greasy W right here. They're getting their asses kicked, and then they have to resort to dick kicks to win. Boo! Uh, but Commander and Penta, man, oh, flowing like water. So fun to watch these dudes. Uh, I, I thought it was Ray Phoenix for a minute for uh, when he came out, but he's still sadly injured, and I don't know if anyone can fill Ray Phoenix's shoes, but fucking commander is a is a close a close one right there i must say very awesome and the bucks you know changing up the tactics a little bit going going way more down the heel route and um it's, it's strong performance you know yeah solid shit the finish was a bit flat but i still thought this was a great match eight at the we got the Bucks. They get into a screaming match and a shoving match with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho backstage. Security separates them. Oh boy, we got tension. The Guns win yet another squash match. Rinse and repeat promo from last week. Eh. And then we get to the eight man tag team street fight. Holy jumping. It's the Don Callis family. Takeshka. Powerhouse, Fletcher and Brian Cage going up against the Golden Jets. Uh, Oh my God. Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Abushi, and Paul White, aka The Big Show. So, before we get into this, I got to shout out the costumes that Takeshka and Chris Jericho and friends were wearing. Uh, Yakuza theme. This is the video game. Uh, Yakuza. I actually played it for the first time this year. So, uh, these were, I love the costume. Akiru! fucking love that shit so thumbs up for the costumes great stuff big show absolutely ends flesher pretty much immediately with a huge choke slam off of the stage through a bunch of tables that was sick 
Ibushi and Omega with the stereo moonsaults. Jericho using a barbed wire baseball bat. I, I think that's like a lot of the weaponry and stuff is all related to the Yakuza video game. Ibushi is riding a bicycle around the ring. I repeat, Ibushi is riding a bicycle around the ring. Brian Cage ain't having that shit. He nails him with a wicked lariat, ends the bike ride, and Ibushi lands pretty hard on his fucking head, man. That was unbelievably awesome. Thumbs up. Hobbs slams Big Show, ending his night. Big man's down. Takeshka goes full Yakuza mode with the bicycle spinning around, just beating the shit out of everybody with it. Awesome. Thumbs up. Fletcher back from the dead. He has Omega isolated with Brian Cage. Kenny is suplexed onto a pallet. Just Jesus. Takeshka fighting with Chris Jericho in the concourse. He leaps off of a vending machine. And Chris Jericho greets him with a fire extinguisher to the face. How you doing? Brian with a superplex. uh, Superplexes Omega through a pile of tables. I mean, holy fucking shit, dude. Thumbs up. And Fletcher says, hold my beer, delivers a tombstone pile driver onto Ibushi through a menu, but under that menu was a silly amount of chairs, and the landing was so horrific, man. Like, the knees of of Kyle Fletcher, done. Everything on Ibushi, done. These men are broken. Unbelievable spot. Thumbs up. Hobbs gets duct taped to the ropes. He is trapped. Kenny... Uh, with the V-Trigger, he goes crazy with those. Nails a one-winged angel on Brian Cage and wins this absolutely insane street fight. Oh my goodness, that was just awesome. Just freaking awesome. Aside from the Big Show, everything was awesome. Well, Big Show had the Big Show slam, but anyway, I don't like the Big Show. Lots of big, brutal bumps in this one. I mean, Jesus, absolutely awesome. There's weapons, there's blood, Yakuza outfits, lots to love in this match. Eight and a half at the... We're not done yet. MGF, he cuts a fired up baby face promo up against the odds versus Jay White, but he's not going to give up, he says. Jay White arrives, calls Max embarrassing. Bullet Club then viciously attacks MJF. We got a Blade Runner by Jay White pinning Max, showing off a potential preview for full gear. Oh, fuck. And then it pans to Samoa Joe watching backstage, kind of shaking his head, being like, bros, I mean, if you took my offer, I could be out there helping you, but MJF won't take the help just yet, so... Fuck yeah, man. Hell of a way to end the great Dynamite this week. Lots of quality wrestling throughout. Street Fight was just ridiculous. Some very good promos out there. Moxley, uh, MJF at the end. I mean, fuck yeah. And Hangman, man. Might have been my favorite promo. That shit was excellent. Absolutely excellent. Doing a really good job setting up full gear uh, quite nicely. 8 out of 10 for Dynamite. I just hope that they can balance out full gear. Don't oversaturated with very similar matches again and again and again so we'll see how that goes great dynamite though okay and now we're going to collision because aew was doing things a little differently this week with full gear on saturday they moved collision to friday with rampage following collision so here's collision they're in los angeles and we are starting with christian cage luchasaurus and nick wayne They are interviewed in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Karishjian is sick and tired of Sting's existence. Calls Ric Flair the Crypt Keeper. Like, come on now. That was was amazing. 
trash talks Edge and threatens his family that he's going to break his neck. That is messed up, Christian. How could you say that to your homie? But a good classic Christian bag, dirt bag uh, promo to kick off the show. I'll throw a thumbs up out for that. Moving on, we got the tag team champions, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. They announce it will be a ladder match for the titles at four, at full gear. So it'll be a four-way ladder match. Oh my god, you better believe I went nuts for that announcement. That's amazing. Moving on, we got Miro going up against Danny Garcia. Miro having a lot of fun throwing Garcia around, and then he teases the Garcia dance, but Danny ain't gonna let that happen. Attacks Miro. Garcia throwing pretty much everything he's got, but it's not having much effect against Miro. Garcia does avoid the accolade, but here comes Menard. He runs down to stop Garcia from doing the dance because it drives him crazy. Danny locks in a deep sharpshooter, but it is too deep, allowing Miro to grab Garcia, kicks his head off, locks in the accolade, and Garcia taps out. Miro grabs the Dabia. Good match right here. You know, I like the chemistry. Miro selling for Danny was solid, and yeah, I kind of like the... the. I mean, he does it with everybody, Danny, and, and the his opponent's going to play around with the dancing, but I thought it was a good fit with Miro. And Garcia, a nice persistent effort in this match. 7 out of 10. Curious to see if Garcia is going to get into it with Menard. Parker's in love with Ruby Soho now, so I don't know what's going on with that, but maybe next week. We got Andrade is convinced by CJ to join in with the Battle Royale. I don't know what Battle Royale they're talking about, honestly, but okay. We move on. It's the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi and Brody King going up against the boys. Uh, King, the, the Kings absolutely obliterate the poor boys in a squash match with a really nasty looking Dante's Inferno. Moving on, it is a number one contender's fatal four-way match for the TNT Championship. You got Trent Beretta, Brian Cage with Prince Nana, uh, Commander, and Penta. Wow, what a, what a crop of talent. Penta assisting Commander with an insane spinning dive onto Brian Cage. That was nuts. Brian Cage with a casual 619, and then a military, then military press slams Penta to the outside onto Commander. Like, come on, dude. Brian Cage, unreal. Thumbs up. Penta leaps off a of Commander, nails a dive on Cage. Commander dives on Penta, and then Trent nails Commander with a Storm Zero, grabs a massive W right here, and Trent Beretta will be facing Christian Cage for the TNT Championship. Awesome match right here, man. Uh, great performances all around, especially my guy Brian Cage. The dude is unbelievable. Fast pace, you know. Trent picking up, <clears throat> excuse me. Trent picking up the W here was really nice. You know, guy's bit like an OG AEW guy. Nice to see him getting a title shot. Great match. We move on. It is a Wardlow squash match. Uh, pulls out the Swanton Bomb again, so that was cool. Nails a brutal power bomb, and it's over. Uh, Wardlow at this point is just waiting for his opportunity at MJF or Jay White, whoever comes out of full gear as the champion. We got Dax Harwood going up against Roosh with LFI. We got Big Bill and Ricky on commentary for this one. Dax and Roosh go chop for chop, and oh my goodness, that was absolutely vicious. So vicious, in fact, 
Roosh hitting um, Dax so hard with the chops, it splits open his chest. So Dax bleeding from the chest, That's uh, that does not happen very often. Roosh uh, pushes Rookie and then spits in his face. Oh, no. Uh, Starks, composed, remains calm. Just kidding. No, he doesn't. He spears the shit at Arush, and the match is disqualified. The brawling begins. Malachi and Brody arrive. Bill and Brody have a big old stare-off. The crowd goes nuts for that. And then they fight over a ladder. Security arrives and breaks it all up. Brutal fight uh, in the ring between Dax and Roosh prior to all that interference and stuff. Really good stuff in the ring. Seven and a half at then. And well done showcasing the upcoming ladder match opponents for full gear. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I can't wait. We got the kingdom bullying action Andretti. Roddy claiming action will be his next victim. All right. We move on to Buddy Matthews going up against Wheeler Yuta. Buddy hits a mean powerbomb, stomps in Yuta's head for an impressive victory. Uh, lots of stiff strikes throughout this match and counters. Really solid back and forth match. Buddy grabs a chair, looking to hurt Wheeler some more. Claudio says, Nana! Runs down for the save, cuts a promo, tells Matthews, You want some? You come get some. Challenges Buddy to a match at full gear, and Matthews accepts the challenge. So we're going to have Claudio versus Buddy Matthews at full gear. All right. Main event time. It is the Outcasts, Ruby and Soraya, going up against Statlander and Hikaru Shida. Cool Hand Angelo is in the crowd admiring Ruby. Angelo runs over to check on Ruby, leaving Soraya all alone. Statlander wrecks Angelo with a lariat. Sheeta hits Soraya with a katana, picking up a W before full gear. A solid main event. Statlander was buzzing. She was doing really good. Uh, Soraya getting angrier at Ruby lately. Are they going to split up? Kind of hope so, because I don't like the outcasts. I... Just way too much shenanigans. I would rather Ruby go off into the sunset with Angelo Parker. And then we finish it off with an MJF interview with Tony Schiavone. Max saying he doesn't need help from his homie Adam Cole. He wants him to get better. He'll defend the titles. He will reclaim the stolen AEW championship, the Triple B. He will get that back from Jay White. And a solid promo to end the show. A pretty good collision heading into full gear. The ladder match announcement, it just, oh, so wet. Some good promos in there and segments. A couple banger uh, preview matches as well for full gear, like the four-way. That was fun. Two squash matches, though, on this show. Not impressed with that. And the main event, honestly, was a little bit underwhelming. You could have picked um, the... Dax or Roosh for the main event. You could have went with the four-way contenders match. Either of those, I think, would have been better options. But a 7 out of 10 for Collision. Still a good show. And then they fly right into Rampage. Still in Los Angeles, of course. And we get into that TNT Championship match. Christian Cage with his sons defending against Trent Beretta. Trent hits a spear through the ropes. Counters a Christian spear. Nail Storm 0. But Christian kicks out. Oh, Luchasaurus distracting Trent. Christian takes over, stomps Beretta's neck, unprettier, and retains the TNT title. Christian shows up, man, when it's time to wrestle. Really good performance from Christian. Trent, good effort wrestling again. Only after, I think, what, an hour after his last match that he just had on Collision. If not for the interference, I mean, maybe he could have been the champion right here. But, I mean, Christian can wrestle. He's a very, very good wrestler. So, yeah. Good match, 7 out of 10. 
We move on to Emi Sakura versus Timeless Tony Storm with Luther. Sakura not playing around, tearing up Tony's script, excuse me, and then starts whooping Tony's ass. Tony's Tony battles back with a hip attack, nails the Storm Zero for a solid tune-up match, uh, Tony's calling it, before full gear. Pretty alright. We got Luther, or sorry, Lethal, and the Entourage running their mouths at Eddie Kingston backstage. Santana appears, uh, but then it's just cut off, so I, I don't know if something was supposed to happen there, but okay. Roddy Strong with the Kingdom going up against Action Andretti. Action hits a neckbreaker. Kingdom very, very worried about Roddy's neck health. Roddy legit hurt his neck on a botched Spanish Spanish fly. Uh, kind of falls on his head right there. Thankfully, he's okay, and, and the neck health is, is fine. Nails Action with a wicked backbreaker for the W. And again, thankfully, Roddy is okay. That was a pretty scary-looking bump, but a solid match overall. We got Jay White trash-talking MJF. The real champ, Max, arrives, starts whooping Jay White. Max has the belt back in his hands, but Bullet Club arrive for backup. Jay White snags the title back, runs away like a chicken. MJF wrecks Juice in pursuit of Jay. Guns taken out as well. Max has the belt again, wants to hit Jay White with it, but the Bullet Club jump Max. White regains the belt, gonna hit the champion, but here comes Samoa Joe, saving Max from destruction yet again. MJF finally shakes Joe's hand, agreeing to partner up. Nothing is free, though, when it comes with Joe. Max agrees to give Joe a title shot. Oh, baby. Solid Rampage, uh, Christian, was uh, that was a good match, good performance from him. Joe finally getting his way after weeks of being like, I'm inevitable, you're going to have to take my help. Really been enjoying that storyline as well. 6 out of 10. And I got to say, please, AEW, keep Collision and Rampage together on Fridays. Fuck this Saturday night at 10 o'clock bullshit. I don't want that. It doesn't look like anybody wants that. The ratings are in the toilet. So... Combine Rampage and Collision and make one new show, or take out Collision, make it Rampage, make it two hours, have it on Friday, and yeah, then maybe people will start watching it. I don't know. We'll move on now. We'll finish this thing off with SmackDown. All right, so SmackDown in Indiana this week, and we got the road dog, Jesse James, joining commentary. So I don't know if this is permanent or if he's just taking over for someone for this week, but... It's pretty fucking awesome, I must admit. I love me some Road Dog. So we're starting off this show with o- Omega Damage Control. That's what I'm calling them. They're in the ring making it official, offering Asuka and Kyrie Sane t-shirts b- to finally bring them into the Damage Control fold. Uh, they shall be unstoppable at War Games. Out comes their opponents, Flair, Pinhead, and Bianca. They have a little brawl, but Damage Control outnumber them, like 5-3 to three or something. Solid opener right here. I love the new improved Damage Control, adding in Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Uh, those two getting a solid mouthpiece in Bailey, But they're also sort of teasing, uh, teasing Bailey may get booted out of the Damage Control. I hope not. There was something there with like the t-shirts and Dakota kind of... Kind of... Uh, playing that Bailey was going to get kicked out, but I really hope they don't, because Bailey by far is the best mouthpiece. Dakota is fine, she just hasn't been around very often, and uh, yeah, so a solid opener. We move on to the number one contender's undisputed tag team titles match, Street Profits versus the Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly. 
So Butch is going absolutely ham. He leaps off of the steps, nailing a tornado DDT, uh, wiping out pretty much everybody with a huge moonsault off of the top rope. Fuck yeah, Butch. Thumbs up. Prince with a sneaky, uh, some smart sneaky tag, nails a top rope leg drop, almost stealing the W. Butch gets uh, too excited, accidentally kicks his own partner Butch in the head. Whoopsie daisy. Profits capitalize, hit the revelation for the W, and they will be gaining a tag team title shot, which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, gotta give my my love out there for Butch, he was fantastic, freaking love that guy. Pretty deadly, showing off the smart sneaky tactics as expected, and Profits a good performance. I'm glad they picked up the W, they've been doing this whole new thing with Bobby Lashley, but they, you know, they haven't been winning as much, they haven't been as dominant as I would have liked them to be, you know, hooking up with Bobby Lashley, I thought they would get a uh, big old rocket strapped to them and they'd be unstoppable, but uh, not so much, but a big win right here for sure. Seven and a half out of ten, this was a really, really good match. And up next, we got Dragon Lee going up against Axiom. Oh, baby. We got a lovely dive by Dragon. Axiom with an equally lovely dive, getting some crazy air off of that. Thumbs up for that. Axiom hits a gorgeous dropkick. I mean, it's not too often you you go crazy about some of the simple moves in wrestling, but what a fucking beautiful dropkick. Mwah! Counters a powerbomb into a destroyer. Axiom fights back with some stiff knees, a nasty powerbomb, and Operation Dragon pins and picks up an impressive victory. So awesome to see Axiom and Dragon Lee killing it on SmackDown right now. I mean, their undeniable talent will make these two guys superstars. You just give them the time, give them some matches, and it's it's just going to happen. Excellent performance. Stiff striking, beautiful high flying. I mean, good lord. Great match, 8 out of 10. The crowd started out quiet, but they did ramp up. So, again, it's going to be undeniable. These guys are so talented. It's so entertaining to watch them. They'll become stars in no time. We got Santos Escobar answering for what he did to Rey Mysterio last week, attacking Mysterio, and apparently he needs knee surgery now. Oh, no. That's like the 80th knee surgery for Rey Mysterio. Santos is jealous that Ray chose Carlito over him. Santos calls Ray trash. And that's it. Selena Vega comes out very, very upset. Slaps Santos in the face. Del Toro and Wilder arrive to defend Selena. Uh, Selena. Santos demands them to get in line and side with him. But the LWO refuses. Santos loses it. He starts beating the shit out of the LWO. And here comes Carlito. He's out for the save. Escobar runs away like a jackin'. And a solid heel promo right here for Santos. I am admittedly glad that Selena, Del Toro, and Wilder remaining on the good side. Um, Selena, I can, you know, give or take. I like. I just really like her. She's extremely talented. Great on the mic. I... I always prefer, especially when they're good on the mic, I prefer them heel, but I really want Del Toro and Wilder to become like a good, solid, reliable tag team. They're very talented as well. They just don't get a lot. So hopefully with the Rey Mysterio rub, this LWO storyline, they can get an opportunity. We move on. It is Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes. Theory on commentary for this. Grimes, awesome spinning side slam. That was sweet. Theory takes a uh, kick to the side of the face. Waller flips Grimes onto the apron, hits a unique flip unprettier type move for a quick W over Cameron. Grimes did the best he could with like three minutes. It wasn't a very long match, so yeah, not much to say about this one. 
We move on. It is Paul Heyman, Jimmy Uso, and Solo Sokoa. They're in the ring. Heyman going on and on and on about Solo destroying John Cena at Crown Jewel. LA Knight interrupts the Cena burial. Yeah. Knight is on a mission to take out the Bloodline one piece at a time. Yeah. Paul, a little bit rambly in this uh, segment right here, but still entertaining. Crowd still going freaking nuts for LA Knight. Yeah. Main event time. Jimmy Uso versus LA Knight. Yeah. We go. Hey, Heyman. Hey, Paul Heyman receives a call from Roman. Solo and Heyman leave Jimmy to fight the match alone. Oh, dear. Knight bouncing Jimmy's head against the announce table a silly amount of times made me giggle. Jimmy avoids one BFT attempt, but not the second. Knight picks up another W. Solid quick match right here. Knight dominating for the most part. Good performance from him. And here comes Solo Sokoa. He comes out looking for blood. Beats up Knight. Sets him up on the announce table. But Cody Rhodes arrives to whoop some bloodline ass. Cody does just that, standing tall with LA Knight as the show ends. Oh, wait, nope, the show does not end. We continue with the show. Belair, Shotzi, a.k.a. Pinhead, and Flair come out to the ring, still looking for their partners for war games, but time is running out. Damage Control show up, Bailey talking trash, tells Flair there ain't, <laughs> they ain't making out of this building tonight. That's, that's a threat. Becky Lynch pops up, joining Team Flair. Oh, snap! Hell unleashes, massive brawl breaks out. Flair and EO hit moonsaults at the at the same-ish time. EO missing hers by quite a bit, honestly. Uh, takes out the pile, at least most of it. Flair and EO have a stare-off as the show ends in absolute chaos. Um, I, You know what? I'm happy. This was an enjoyable SmackDown this week, you know? Uh, if I had to pick... Uh, which show is the weakest out of the six shows that I walk watch every week? I would say SmackDown consistently is uh, is the weakest of all the wrestling that I watch, but very enjoyable this week. I liked Road Dog on commentary. I hope that's permanent because that that's a fit. Couple banger matches, please. You gotta continue with Dragon Lee, man. You you could if you wanted to. You could reignite. The Luchador Cruiserweight division, that would be great. Uh, That's kind of what got me into wrestling back in the day. Old SmackDown had the Cruiserweight division, and I I love the Cruiserweight division. It's been, you know, a very up-and-down relationship with the Cruiserweight. They've brought the title back and retired it and brought it back again, retired it. So, I don't know. Maybe this could be the start with Dragon Lee and friends for that division to reignite because... You, you hear it in the crowd. It, like, the crowd responds to this kind of stuff. You need to get this on there on the regular. So, please do that. Santos and the LWO breakup is going well so far. Really liking the new damage control. Becky Lynch added to War Games. A little bit predictable, but it's still awesome regardless. Huge name. 7.5 out of 10 for SmackDown. Well done. Keep it up, please. We'll finish off with the three stars, and we'll send you on your way. So, a couple shout-outs here. Uh, Chase U versus the family for the NXT tag titles on NXT. That was some good shit. Again, I don't like the tag team titles flopping around all over the place. They're kind of doing that a lot right now in both companies, honestly. But um, like both of these teams, both very deserving of a championship. I just hope that, uh, you know, Chase U, or uh, sorry, the family can have a good second run this time around. And I want to shout out. Dax Harwood versus Roosh. If you just want to watch a good old classic fight, like these dudes 
they might have been one of the more stiff matches I've seen with Harwood. And you know what? Roosh might hit harder than Dax Harwood. Those chops were fucking horrific. So I got to shout out that match. That was some good shit. And now for the official three stars of the week. We're starting with the third star. Trent Beretta versus Penta versus Commander versus Brian Cage. Fatal four-way match on collision. Come on now. Do you hear those names? That's insane. I mean, Brian Cage doing his thing. Powerful, speedy, just blows my mind every time I watch him. Commander and Penta flying around out there. And Beretta getting the win is a really nice touch. Great match right there. Second star goes to Dragon Lee versus Axiom. SmackDown. Keep it up, SmackDown. You get you get a Dragon Lee match versus you know, another luchador, anyone, or you can just keep Dragon Lee going up against Axiom for a month straight, you'll make them both stars, and then you can turn them into, like, a tag team or something, and then, bam, you're, you're off and running, but unbelievable lucha match right here, crazy high-flying, just lots of big spots, great match, and the first star of the week goes to, it goes to the Yakuza street fight with Don Callis family going up against Omega, Jericho, Abushi. And Paul White on Dynamite, that was a brutal street fight, fucking, you, that was, yeah, tables, everything, man, it was absolutely carnage, uh, everyone getting involved, even the big show, he was there for a little bit, he was there for like the first five minutes, and then Powerhouse slammed him on a car, and that was the end of Big Show's night, but you know, he was there, and it was a, just a fucking really fun match. My favorite match that I saw this week, so you should go out and check that one out, everybody, and that is the end of the recap. We will be doing a separate episode for the Full Gear Review, so be on the lookout for that. Should be coming out tomorrow, maybe earlier if, if I'm feeling generous, but uh, I will be having a Full Gear episode on its way. It was a very beefy show, so it deserves its own episode. And uh, yeah, so we'll be... Um, Doing some more stuff that we always do here on the on the GX Plus cast. We got the hockey cast incoming this week. The Leafs went to Sweden, and they did that whole thing, so we'll be talking about that. And all the crazy news that's going on around the NHL over the last week. And in terms of the gamer cast, I don't have anything on lock just yet of what I want to do. I got some ideas, playing some games right now. So, uh, you know, if you want to throw out a suggestion, maybe that'll help. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll have something out for the GamerCast this week, don't you worry, so stick around, follow follow along on Twitter, there's a link down in the description, these video, uh, these podcasts get uploaded to YouTube on the GamerGX Videos YouTube channel, the link is down below for that as well, and I would love if you want to drop a comment, send in a question for the podcast related to video games, wrestling, hockey, or you just want to ask a question about the podcast, send in your questions, I'd love to answer it live on the podcast, that'd be a lot of fun, or you can just send Send um, your question or concerns or anything like that. If you want it to be private, there's an email address there as well if you want to do that. So yeah, stick around with the GX Podcast. You guys are awesome. Make sure you're rating and liking and doing whatever you need to do with the podcast. Help the little guy out over here, okay? Thank you very much. We'll be back again soon with more GX Plus Cast.